You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be looking at all the latest in tech. This is our first show of 2023, so Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you had a good Christmas and New Year and everything. And uh, it's good to be back. Uh, as always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871 You can email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com with any tech-related queries or issues or questions or comments or anything. Uh, all, all are welcome. Um, so thanks for tuning in. We're going to have a look at all the latest in tech, and I suppose some of the big news in tech this week is CES 2023 um, they've seen a slew of announcements from LG's colour changing party fridge to BMW's colour changing car and then there was Sony uh, Sony's concept car and of course uh, more massive Samsung televisions um, so we can see all the announcements and early highlights in the roundup there was a media day so people are posting different highlights and different things that they saw there ZIPSE Zipsy closes out the keynote with another nod to the upcoming new class vehicles today uh, they've confirmed that the advanced head up, heads up display is coming uh, to the new generation and should hit the road by 2025 uh, they'll be keeping a close eye for the details so what car company is that with or BMW have a new heads up display coming uh, so they're way more detailed I remember the old heads up displays would have like a speed on the glass so this has like images and different things popping up on the glass I hope it's not too distracting for drivers because they're supposed to be driving but uh, hopefully it'll be something that will aid safety or, or at least not make it worse anyway uh, e-ink is extremely low energy it only draws current when charging uh, when changing states which according to BMW makes it surprisingly practical so this is um, BMW had a car that could change colours it was some reactive paint uh, that they they put like a very low voltage through it and it just made it change colour so I'm not exactly sure how it worked but it was amazing Uh, and it was very effective it was like a black car and then they press a button and it turns into a white car it can like move across and change on different panels at the same uh, different times and things like that so it was amazing um uh, e-ink is also reflective which means it looks pretty good in direct light uh, the automaker imagines a future where the paint could perhaps flash I- as a warning in an emergency or just allow drivers to switch up their style on a whim uh, the body of the car would even could even communicate information with the driver by changing its color or pattern uh, d is cycling between classic bmw liveries uh, rainbow color scheme and a bold checkerboard pattern before rolling off stage and then returning with the telltale e ink seams i believe there have been two cars backstage so uh yeah that's uh, something that they've been showing off their e-ink which is really cool arnold schwarzenegger has been on stage there uh, he's talking about his love for clean energy and clean cars dating back to his policies as governor of california he was a republican governor of california back in the day uh, the terminator himself is cracking wise about how, uh, how ironic it was that bmw approached him to champion its uh, vehicle powered by artificial intelligence <laughs> considering he's the terminator uh, he's comparing comparing the de to the t100 in t2 that worked uh, 
uh, with humans to save humanity. Uh, let's terminate pollution <laughs> once and for all, Schwarzenegger says, in support of BMW's goal to transition to fully sustainable all-electric brands. As long as they can sort out the batteries with the lithium strip mines and all that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, then, then it'll be a lot better. But hopefully look solid, straight, solid state, you know, million mile batteries and all that kind of stuff in the future will help to improve that a lot. Uh, mixed reality slider lets drivers adjust AR immersion. Inside of DE is a steering wheel but no dashboard screen. Uh, instead, the concept features a full width heads up display that stretches from pillar to pillar. Us- users will be able to select from five different levels of immersion with the concept's mixed reality slider. Also, oh, this is only in the concept car. I thought it was something that was coming into BMWs in the future. So, yeah, they have a massive heads up display with cameras and night vision mode and all different kind of things so uh, to me that is very fancy altogether um, so yeah there's a lot about the same Division D the car that they've built the DEE um, future car tech isn't about big screens so yeah they're, they're obviously trying having a bit of a dig at Tesla there as well uh, BMW is the next uh, is the next and final keynote of the day oh, yeah. so this is just going through the live stream of that um, so we can move on to the next story I'm sure there'll be a lot there is a lot more uh, stories we'll be looking at from CES and things like that so uh, Wolverine star Hugh Jackman is begging Academy Awards judges not to give his co-star Ryan Reynolds a nomination in a tongue-in-cheek Twitter I saw this is very funny video he says his friend would be unbearable if he gets the nod for his song Good Afternoon from the film Spirited it was shortlisted for the best original song uh, for Oscar nominations which will be announced this month the pair are due to team up for Deadpool 3 movie this year but Hugh has his doubts Ryan Reynolds getting a nomination in the best song category would make the next year of my life insufferable trust me it would be impossible it'd be a problem yeah, very funny. He just said uh, if he's filming with him after that, that he's just going to be bragging the whole time and saying he's the best singer in the world. And, you know, uh, it was very funny, the video. And he did it pure straight faced and everything. It was so funny. Uh, him, Ryan Reynolds has a great sense of humor. And the people around him kind of understand his sense of humor, his wife and the Hugh Jackman and things like that. So they, they always have funny jibes at each other. So in a... A time at the moment with so pe- so many people passing away and so many different tragedies happening, um, it's good to, to have a bit of humour and some light uh, kind of entertainment news as well. Uh, um, yeah, because um, there's been a lot of kind of high profile deaths with the the Pope and Ken Block and different people passing away in the kind of uh, high profile people um, so it's good that there's a bit of humour still out there and things like that as well to kind of cheer up people when it's a it's kind of a tough start to 2023 but uh, uh, we keep going anyway and we, we keep the keep the head up uh, CES 2023 also this is more again uh, this is more of a general highlight um, Sony unveils a new car with Honda Samsung is figuring out every possible way to fold phones and Asus crammed glasses free Asus crammed glasses free 3D into its um, latest laptop so they have 3D without all oh, like the Nintendo 3DS there years ago 
Uh, CES means three things, a lot of hype, a lot of noise, and a lot of dazzling new tech. Uh, so let's see. Sony's first car is coming in 2026. EVs are big business, and Sony wants in. The electronics giant is teaming up with Honda on a brand-new electric vehicle called the Afila. Uh, the Afila logo appeared on a narrow screen or media bar in the front, uh, the vehicle's front bumper and can also interact and share information with people outside of the vehicle or passers-by as the weather... Uh, as the weather or the car state of charge uh, or things such as the weather or the car state of charge unlike the car Sony showed off at, at CES 2020 all those years ago <laughs> two, two years ago three years ago uh, this one is actually hitting the market no word yet on pricing but Sony says the Afila car will hit Northern American roads in 2026 and Japan and Europe to follow um, BMW's concept so we talked a bit about that uh, this folds this foldable also slides so uh, Samsung gave us a look at a tantalizing mobile device concept, the Flex Hybrid, as a model above shows. So there's a little picture. It looks like a book, but it's a, or a laptop or something. But it, it's, a, I don't know the size of it. it. The picture doesn't show the size. So it could be just a small book sized one or it could be a big laptop sized one. Uh, but it's a, a foldable looking one anyway. Um, the model shows above the flex si- side of the flex hybrid can fold uh, like the Galaxy Fold while the right side can slide out to extend itself. Uh, the concept comes courtesy of Samsung Display not the mobile arm of the South Korean mega corporation uh, responsible for making and selling phones. Also this is a display uh, but the press release showing off the concept promised to bring uh, to CES innovative OLED products of all sizes, small, medium and large to provide a glimpse into the future of the displays. Samsung isn't the only company tinkering with the future of phones. See TCL's 2020 scrolling display. Uh, you saw like you uh, you literally pull it open like a scroll. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, so watch this space for more flipping, folding and scrolling devices. Uh, a laptop in glasses free 3D. Uh, images leap off the screen with, uh, of this Asus laptop, not literally but close. Its OLED screen produces a 3D experience without the glasses. Much like competitor Acer, similar IPS version, the OLED screen uh, matters because the technology promises a visibly crisper 3D rendering. Asus's 3D panel aimed at creatives uh, uses eye tracking to produce the 3D experience. So it it knows where you're looking and it kind of uh, uses that to kind of uh, uh, make the 3D work uh, without the glasses. So um, a a TV with no wires and no remote. Uh, CES has TVs, lots of them, but while the likes of Samsung, LG and TCL fight over getting the darkest blacks, the crispest images are the best value TV. A startup by the name of Displace, uh, Displace TV is doing something different. It's making TVs go wireless. No more finding creative ways to hide your TV cords. The company's 55-inch OLED dis- um, screen is designed to be stuck to walls or windows using sh- suction cups. Displace TV uses batteries rather than a wired connection for power and you'll use motion controls to change channels and adjust the volume rather than a remote Uh, so that's very interesting so it just looks like a flat um, panel that you just stick to a stick to a window or something like that or a wall and um, it, there's, is there even a frame on it or maybe there's just like a, a thin solid kind of bezel kind of thing to hold it together but uh, you could just like uh, stick it onto a use suction cups to stick it onto a wall or something 
and um, there's no wire so it's wireless and uses a battery pack to power itself that's very uh, innovative um, smartwatches want to know if you're okay <laughs> smartwatches to track your heart rate sleep quality blood oxygen levels abound but citizen takes takes it a step further with its cz smartwatch it also features fatigue and alertness levels it'll even tell you your chronotype which is whether you're a night owl or an early bird it's another sign that smartwatch makers are focusing more on uh, measuring the way you sleep and stress impact overall well-being uh, the tiniest gaming laptop in the world <laughs> the Alienware X14 is the thinnest 14 inch gaming laptop uh, or thinnest did it say oh yeah thinnest yeah I read it wrong the first time uh, Alienware surprised us with uh, four new laptops ahead of CES including the X14 which the company says is the thinnest 14 inch gaming laptop in the world featuring a 2560 by 1600 pixel display 165 hertz refresh rate and it'll be about 1790 um, and the bigger version, the X16, will be 3099 so almost 3100 quid. Uh, uh, invisible laptop touchpads. LG showed off its new Gram-style laptop, which features a hidden touchpad uh, that presents itself only when you touch the palm rest. The stealthy haptic touchback li- uh, touchpad lights up under your fingers when touched, showing where uh, to tap and to drag to navigate the screen. It's a neat detail we didn't know we wanted. So it's yeah, it's invisible, so you touch it and the little frame lights up. It's kind of a, the lights are hidden underneath. So that's, that's pretty cool. A giant leap for PC gamers who also use consoles. Dell's Concept NYX gaming controller looks uh, at first glance just like another third-party Xbox controller, albeit with some fancy lights. Alas, it's more than that. The NYX controller is tricked out with a bunch of hidden inputs which multiply the functionality of the controller. The idea seems to be to bridge the gap between a gamepad and a keyboard. PC gamers are able to use hotkey setups to have dozens of inputs, far more than the typical gamepad. Uh, which often limits the options presented by a D-pad. So, yeah, it's a more advanced one. The fridge built to party. This looks more like a wardrobe uh, than a fridge. The, it's, uh, it's, the whole front looks like screens. So it's like three big screens slash doors on the top and then two smaller ones and then two sideways drawers on the bottom, one bigger than the other. So it's a massive three-section fridge. You know, even the American ones are usually two-section. This is a three-section, so it's massive. Uh, Keeping your food fresh is an important job. The humble fridge deserves a chance uh, to let its hair down. LG's Mood Up fridge uh, has an exterior of LED panels, which allows for 190,000 different color combinations and features a Bluetooth speaker via making the panels vibrate. So that's very interesting. Uh, The Mood Up fridge is about more than refrigeration. It's about the vibe. (laughs) Uh, The LED panels do practical things too, like flash when your fridge, uh, you left the fridge door open for too long. The upper right panel becomes transparent with the fridge, uh, with the nudge of a finger, allowing you to see what's inside, letting any cold air out, uh, without letting any cold air out, but mostly it does the vibe thing. So that's really cool. Um, you can see into the fridge without opening the door. It's a bit unnecessary, probably, but it's pretty cool. Uh, nowadays, all tech is like that, though. They're just trying to 
get something, you know, add something on. It's very slow increments on, on tech and things like that. Roku has entered the chat. Roku announced it's expanding into TVs, essentially uh, competing with its own partnerships with some more established TV makers such as TCL, Hisense and Sharp. The, movie, the move has long uh, been rumored and makes lots of sense for the streaming device maker. Roku's TVs will come with the brand's own voice remotes, which includes a popular and ever-useful Find My Remote feature. Looks like LG and Samsung will might have some new competition. The TV that puts all others to shame, it says here. 97-inch OLED TV wasn't enough for LG. It went and made it wireless. So the world's largest OLED TV, LG's 97-inch model, was actually unveiled last year, but the 2023 for 2023 it's gone wireless. That means the world's largest screen with the best picture that technology allows is now free of that ugly bundle of cords uh, we've been covering. TV, uh, TVs at CES for years. Even we were surprised. CNET's TV guru, David Kazmaier, uh, was so impressed. He says LG is putting all other TVs to shame with this one. Of course, LG does make the panels for all the other TVs. So um, all the OLED panels on, I think, so uh, Sony, even Samsung and those, I think they use OLED panels. Or no, maybe not. Are they using QLED, their own ones now or something? But most of the OLED panels anyway on big TVs are all made by um, LG and then Samsung make most of the OLED panels screens for phones and things like that so um, upgrades coming to your laptop's brains sleek displays and dazzling screens are nice but it's off um it's often uh, the tech you don't see that matters the most. Intel unveiled a boatload of new 13th generation processors, which will power a huge range of products and improve performance on a wide range of laptops. Less, uh, less abstract than chip performance are the upgrades they can yield. The new generation of Intel CPUs bring with them uh, Unison, which lets iPhone and Android devices send and receive text from your PC, as well as Thunderbolt 4, which amongst other improvements will set a standard of the ability to run two 4K external displays. Except to see, uh, expect to see these features in product announcements over the next few days. Uh, so that's a lot of new stuff. Cloud gaming now in your car. Uh, chief amongst NVIDIA's announcements are improvements to GeForce Now, its cloud gaming service, which allows you to stream games uh, on laptops, phones, and more in short power. Uh, of the NVIDIA's GeForce uh, 4080 GPU, which is coming to cloud. If you subscribe to your premium tier GeForce, henceforth now known as GeForce Now Ultimate, you can now stream games at 240 hertz uh, utility ray tracing, which significantly improves low light is rendered in game, and DLSS3, which uses an algorithm to boost frame rates while retaining image quality, is all available as well. So... Uh, so that's it. There's a lot of new tech coming around. Uh, a new Sony PlayStation controller is being developed aimed, aiming to help people with disabilities. Sony has announced Project Leonardo, something it says will reduce barriers for people to play. The company says the controller kit was designed with input from accessibility experts and those with disabilities. It's highly customizable and built to address challenges faced by those with limited motor control. Um, accurately pressing small buttons or operating thumbsticks. So I've seen that um, this morning. 
I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I've seen a picture of it. It's um, it looks like a circle. You know those games years ago where you'd sit around a round table and uh, you'd have a, a round disc with loads of buttons on the outside of it going around, and everyone had pressed the button. It's like a small one of those. So. Uh, it's a round disc with a, a little toggle controller coming out the bottom of it uh, but otherwise it's all just buttons all around it and uh, you just um, the, it has L2, R2, X triangle, square and all that uh, going all around it so instead of being a handheld kind of one it's one sits on a table and you press whichever button you want so I'm not sure exactly how it will work um, but it does look quite cool so hopefully it will help people that there's some people that aren't able to game at the moment so that would be very good um, so there's another article here this what, com- completely wireless TV sticks to your window yeah so it's a full article about that so that's very interesting um, we were all fans of Ken Block so this is very tragic um, Ken Block so I was a big fan of this man he was a um, rally driver and in he, he found that he was very talented at the Gymkhana which is for years and years um, there was uh, it was even here years ago there was a, a famous rally driver who did stunts and things like that and uh, Jim Cannon was when there, there was events on at the end of the event or as a special special stage of an event like that they do like set up a car park with a load of cones or have a kind of a bigger um, field or something like that where they, they do stunts and do kind of drifting and tight turns and uh, you know ba- barely make it around slide the car around corners for entertaining the people and things like that and Ken Block found that he was really talented talented at that you know he could uh he was he could uh he wasn't the world's best rally driver but he was one of the best stunt drivers or entertainment drivers and he could um so he he kind of set up um a company that kind of did um different merchandise and built different cars and he would do uh kind of maybe once a year would do displays driving stunt driving displays and things like that um and he used to call it the Jim Canna, Jim Canna one, two, and three, and um, so he built up a big fan base over that. He set up Hooniken as well, which was like his kind of racing division that built cars and that customized cars. And he had a very uh, good YouTube channel. So he did his. He built um, his um, Hoonicorn was his. Uh, car like his ultimate rally car where you don't have to follow any of the FIA rules or any of the the horsepower limitations it's just like if you can build your ultimate rally car and so he did that and he had a few different iterations in it I think um, his latest well he was working with Audi but he was working with Ford for he was with Subaru before that I think and then he went to Ford but his most famous one, I suppose, was the the Hoonicorn Tour Two or something like that. But he's um, he had a Ford Mustang, but it was almost like two percent Ford Mustang. It was all custom. It was like a fourteen hundred horsepower engine, twin turbo, four wheel drive, and so he used that for his Gymkhana. He used to do um, this. They closed down parts of London for him. He went through like London city centre. You know, most of the videos are on YouTube. They're absolutely amazing. But um, they did it in um, Los Angeles in America. He did like Randy's Donuts, uh, the famous. Uh, donut shop he did like 
donuts a donut sliding on the road around that and amazing stunts and he did lots of different ones over the years and he was yeah he was what definitely one of the most entertaining rally drivers ever like and Ireland here of course we're big fans of rally over the years and we've had some amazing rally drivers ourselves but um I think all of the all of the rally community will be really sad um about that especially he was a good family man as well he's uh he actually it was a funny story that he's uh he made a new deal with Audi and he was also a big fan of Audi because you know Audi brought in some of the first four-wheel drive rally cars and they kind of the quattros kind of took over rallying they 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 revolutionized four-wheel drive in rallying and it kind of they they completely changed the whole uh, rally scene uh, with the four-wheel drive system and he was a big fan of Audi so he had actually signed a new contract with Audi so but there was an his channel was still running on YouTube uh, the so he did a versus channel as well so his car that did the stunts for fun he used to do a versus so people could come and challenge him on a straight drag race so he would have someone come in a custom built drag car and he would take them on someone would come in a Ferrari a Lamborghini uh, all kinds of crazy cars tuned up Hondas or anything and he would take them all on sometime like most of the time he would win because he had a 1400 horsepower car but uh, some of the times he would lose and but because he had signed the new deal with Audi, it was a Ford Mustang, that car. So uh, he actually, at the time, I think she was only 14. His 14-year-old daughter was a big rally kind of fan herself and a very good driver, even at 14. So he kind of uh, trained her up and she was... Uh, given the task of driving his his Ford because he was uh, kind of under uh, under contract with Audi driving his Ford for the Versus video so doing straight drag races and she was a fantastic driver even at 14 uh, so, and this was two years ago so she's 16 now so for the last few months he was um, he bought her uh, an Audi Quattro uh, 1980s Audi Quattro and she had been we had been myself and my wife had actually been watching the videos of her uh, kind of getting her car and uh, he bought her a car that was in slight disrepair and she had to do it up herself the engine was rusty there was tears in the seats and you know he didn't just give her a nice shiny car he gave her a car that needed doing up and she had to do the work herself and so she she vlogged a bit a lot of it and so she the, the car was kind of finished and they went for her first drive and he was so proud of her and everything but it's so sad that um yeah, I think he's only 55 years old I think two two days ago he was uh, clearing there was snow in his area he was clearing the roads and um trying to help his family get around and the neighbors and things like that and he went on to a hill in a in a snowmobile for kind of clearing the snow and it kind of fell over on top of him and unfortunately he passed away so uh, condolences to ken and his family and all the the rally community uh, he will be sadly missed he was a very entertaining guy very nice man very good family man so uh yeah condolences to him and um yeah, it's been a tragic start to 2023. Um, you know, uh, a few notable people, uh, the, you know, the Pope passing away and also um, the actor um, Jeremy Renner also had a snowmobile accident, but um, he was, what did they say? He was stable, but, but critical. He hurt his leg pretty badly. So hopefully he'll make a recovery and he'll be, he'll... Uh, 
he'll make a full recovery fingers crossed um, so yeah, Vivian Westwood uh, passed away the, the designer so a few different people yeah um, noticeable people notable people have um have passed away in the last uh, since the beginning of the new year so um we'll have we'll keep going anyway but yeah uh, ken block will definitely be missed so there's a bit more about lg here it says their latest lineup goes up to 70 percent brighter the company shows off its latest lineup of z3 g3 and c3 oled tvs um massive ces 2023 so this is more about c so ces is kind of um filling up the 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 headlines uh, at the moment uh, with all the different things being shown off and released so uh, they have active ar- contr- new light control architecture and light boosting algorithms to increase brightness by up to 70% over last year's G2 in the 55 to 65 and 77 inch G3 models LG claims around 1800 nits which is about double any OLED TV we've measured so that was always the problem with OLED TVs that they couldn't they weren't as bright as some other TVs um, what I saw did indeed look very bright but I'll have to wait until I can review one to see exactly how bright uh, so that'll be interesting uh, Spotify's new feature, uh, which is a playlist in a bottle, lets you create a time capsule of music. Uh, the new in-app experience lets you freeze your favorite music uh, moments in time. Spotify has good news for nostalgic music lovers. The music streaming service is rolling out a new in-app experience that lets you freeze your favorite music moments uh, in time when you listen to them one year later, the company said on Wednesday. Which you know what would be handy actually is if it just saved your history kind of if you wanted, so you could say put in a date like um, three three years ago, uh, this day three years ago, and then it'll you could pop up what you were what your was in your favorites list in or in your playlist. You know, I often make up a playlist of something for a journey I'll make up a playlist for that and actually some of them are probably still there uh, for different road trips and stuff I made up it depends on who's with me uh, something a bit for everybody I had my niece and my brother and my wife one time so I uh, I had music to kind of suit all of us and kind of have it all mixed up so that playlist would probably be still there somewhere um, so I suppose that's kind of there but it would be handy to go back in time to you know you could just pick uh, a certain time but I don't know if that would be a lot to say but it mightn't necessarily it'd be just the the metadata where it could just pop up again uh, and you don't necessarily have to have the songs downloaded or anything but just to show the list and then you could play them or re-download them again if you wanted a year later or two years later so that I'm sure that might be possible but this is another thing that they're doing similar anyway Um, uh, it prompts you to answer a series of long inspired prompts like a song you're going to kiss someone to this year or a song you need to hear live in 2023 and then stores your selection in a digital time capsule that is sealed off until 2024. Oh, so this is an actual time capsule that they're doing, a digital one anyway. So it, um, it'll uh, save something uh, for you and then it'll pop it up a year later to, to let you know, oh, this is what you were saying a year ago. 
Uh, you'll be able to open your digital time capsule once January 2024 rolls around, but no earlier. In order to add the feature to your mobile device, make sure you have the latest version of Spotify installed. You'll find the time capsule option at spotify.com forward slash playlist in a bottle, uh, which will let you choose from different digital time capsule designs, including a bottle, a jeans pocket, a gumball machine or a lunchbox a teddy bear I might actually do that uh, for the crack set up uh, set up that and let, pick out some of my favourite songs at the moment and uh, let it remind me how terrible my music choice was next year <laughs> Here's a surreal first look at the Gran Turismo movie. Uh, Sony's Gran Turismo Racing Simulator is getting a movie adaption this August. It's directed by Neil Blomkamp and stars Orlando Bloom and David Harbour. Okay. Uh, if I, haven't, I hadn't heard about this yet. Uh, if you force me to write a list of all the video game franchises ripe for film adaption, Gran Turismo would be uh, not on that list. <laughs> um, Gran Turismo would not be in the top 10 uh, but a movie version of Sony's acclaimed and beloved racing simulator is indeed coming and we now have a sneak peek of um, and it looks surreal Uh, the teaser trailer features all the vroom vroom you'd expect with quotes from stars Orlando Bloom David Harbour and Archie uh, Madweke about how this film made for the cinemas uh, was made for the f- cinemas and how uh, it's about more than cars it's about drama and a love story too so yes the Lord of the Rings Legolas is teaming up with Stranger Things Jim Hopper for a Gran Turismo movie uh, directed by District 9's Neil Blomka- Blomkamp it will absolutely be something uh, so check out the full teaser below so yeah there's a video here Gran Turismo movie sneak peek on um, on CNET on, on through YouTube so you can see it on CNET's YouTube if you want to see the, the trailer for the, the Gran Turismo movie um Sony's press conference at CES in Las Vegas, Gran Turismo 7, the most recent installment of the series, would get a free upgrade to VR when Sony's PlayStation VR 2 headset launches. So that's good because I had Sony Gran Turismo Sport and then because I had limited space on my uh, PlayStation Five, I, when I got Gran Turismo Seven, I had to delete Gran Turismo Sport. But then I discovered um, that I, because each were over a hundred gig each, so um, I discovered then that there was no VR content on Gran Turismo Seven, which was kind of the, the whole game. Really, was it was good playability and stuff, but it was really a kind of a letdown overall. Um, so I actually for Christmas I got two terabytes of. SSD storage for the PlayStation 5. So I was able to re-download some games because I had more space now. And um, I re-downloaded um, Gran Turismo Sport. And you know what? It's <laughs> In some ways, I was only supposed to be half a game and it was because there was such a delay after Gran Turismo 6 to get 7 done. Um, and they just give something for the fans to keep them... But you know what? It was every bit as good <laughs> as... Uh, I was playing the VR again. I was driving all loads of different cars and everything in VR, and it's it's great fun. But um, I think they should have put something, you know, put the VR on 7 as well. And, you know, when the VR 2 comes out, it'll just be sharper and have more, you know, it'll be 4K and OLED and all. The, the screen itself will give the advantage. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I would say it was a bit of a, dis- a disappointment overall, Gran Turismo 7, considering the, the sport was pretty much as good as it really. But uh, at least there will be... It did need some updating, all right, so they're going to add the VR to it when the VR2 comes out. Uh, AMD's new Ryzen 7000 mobile processors include a massive 17-core chip. Uh, Zen 4, Zen 3 uh, Plus and Zen 3 and Zen 2 are all here. AMD has announced its new Ryzen 7000 mobile CPUs for laptops. Uh, the list is a real who's who of mobile processor architecture, including Zen 3, 2, and all the lists I just said. Uh, the potential star of the show is the Dragon range. Zen 4 Ryzen 9 7945HX, which has seven, uh, was 16 cores and 32 threads, uh, frequencies of 2.2 to 5.4 gigahertz, uh, 80 MB of cache, and 55 to 75 watt uh, TDP. Uh, so, yeah, that's very good. 16 cores in a laptop is unreal, yeah. Uh, they aren't uh, Intel's little efficacy cores either. They're, they're proper cores. Uh, these are 16 full Zen cores in a laptop chassis. This may seem like an underdog compared to Intel's uh, top 13 gen chips, which have 24 cores, but in- Intel has claimed that its core i9-13980HX is the world's fastest mobile processor. This chip, however, only has 8 performance cores and 16 efficacy cores while all 16 of Ryzen's will be going full speed ahead. This is essentially two full 8-core chips stuffed into one. So uh, AMD or Intel have the numbers uh, of the amount of cores, but um, AMD have the proper full-size cores and all running at the same time. So it's kind of a, it's like the megapixel game. It's It's not all about the numbers. So that'll be very interesting. The, the war goes on <laughs> between Intel and AMD when it comes to processors. Uh, so Sony and Honda announced their new electric car. So we talked about that already. Is there anything? This is a full article about it, but I don't think there's anything more. Actually, there's some pictures. It looks kind of cool. I like the back of it. Uh, the prototype unveiled on stage looked a little like the concept first revealed by Sony at CES. So it's very similar. Oh, yeah, I see the front there has a little screen. Uh, it is Honda looking all right, the front and back. Uh, around the lights on both sides so uh, it'll be in conjunction with Sony so that looks very interesting Um, yeah this is another article about the CES uh, conference that's going on um, or the show Uh, it's hoped fewer than 250 jobs will be lost at Salesforce office in Dublin yesterday the global software firm announced its cuts to the workforce by around 10% um, as of last night, the Irish Times reports Enterprise Minister Simon Coveney has not yet been informed of the extent of the cuts. Salesforce European headquarters are based in Dublin, with the company taking out fi- a 15-year lease at Spencer Place. So um, that's uh, some, unfortunately some jobs being lost in Dublin. Uh, Amazon also is cutting 18,000 jobs from its workforce. The tech giant is the latest company to announce mass layoffs amid economic uncertainty. And uh, Jonathan Byrne reports. Let's see what Jonathan had to say. 
18,000 Amazon employees are facing the exit door in what's become the biggest layoff in the company's history. It's expected Amazon Fresh and Amazon Go, the company's convenience and grocery stores, will be particularly impacted. Employees will learn of their future from Wednesday the 18th of January. The expected 18,000 jobs being cut make up for 6% of Amazon's workforce worldwide. Those working in human resources will also be particularly impacted. That's according to reports. Only last year, Amazon announced increases to base pay to retain workers and hire more talent. Yeah, so that's the, a lot of the, the kind of technology-related companies are laying off a, off a lot of people at the moment, but it's slightly different there because they're an actual product-based company. You know, they deliver products and they, um, you know, have sorting centers and and distribution centers and all that kind of stuff and people taking orders so it's it's slightly different there because the likes of Twitter were able to cut their workforce back because it's just a website it's just a, uh, an app and, and where it's a social media platform where even if they they cut more than did they cut more than 50% of their workforce and it didn't really affect the, they're actually making some improvements uh, on the uh, technical side of things and stuff uh, the, so they say anyway that they're um, they're doing some upgrades and some refinements and things like that so it didn't make a huge difference uh, they, they said that they were kind of overstaffed from the beginning uh, but the likes of Amazon is actual you know um, well it, it, it affects the people that were fired of course but I mean to the actual product but uh, it, it could affect the actual product of Amazon because there's deliveries and will the deliveries still be going out on time and uh, I know I see that they, they had shops and things like that so maybe they're cutting back on those um, those shops and things and just going stick into their base of um, of delivering uh, products online and, and things like that so uh, the finance minister is considering extending inflation supports to businesses after last year's uh, tax intake it comes as the government collected around 100 billion euro in taxes last year a huge surplus in the likes of income tax VAT PRSI was recorded in 2022 former chair of the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council Seamus Coffey says corporation tax is a big part of our income most of the times when, when taxes are being paid they come out of the, the pockets of the general population it's considered maybe a withdrawal from the economy that the government has to spend with corporation taxes like an injection into the economy uh, and that 23 billion is a huge amount to be collecting yeah so they, they they think they have a bit more to play with and so they they might do some uh, supports for people uh, that are out of work or that are, are on short time or things like that so hopefully they'll be able to keep supporting uh, people that are in need uh, all the robots you need to know about at CES. So they have lots of robots as well at CES. Uh, CES Innovation Award honours. The first robots on our radar at this year's CES are those that have been picked by the Consumer Technology Association, which runs CES. Ahead of the show, the trade group handpicks the products it thinks are most forward-thinking and exciting and crown them as CES Innovation Award honorees. This year, a bunch of exciting robots have grabbed their and our attention. Uh, amongst the honorees, uh, one uh, can perhaps most imagine having in our home is the Yardo, a yard care robot uh, that's more than just uh, another smart lawnmower. With interchangeable heads, it can also clear snow, blow leaves and debris, making it an all-weather gardening companion. Uh, other robots in the awards might not be for the home, but that doesn't make them any less intriguing. The Argus L robot can pick... Um, 
harvest ready peppers with millimeter precision through layered leaves uh, while only green peppers well yeah we're yet to find out but uh, when we do we'll let you know so it can pick out specific peppers ones that are ripe or whatever like that um, so that's quite cool Hibot a robot from Korea ad, uh, Korea's Advanced Institute of Science and Technology and Hills Robots is a self-driving uh, guide robot that can be used in various scenarios from conferences to hospitals it distinguishes itself by the 360 degree omnidirectional stereoscopic hologram on top of its head allowing for immersive face-to-face meetings <laughs> uh, potential godsend for ev owners parky is an autonomous ev recharging robot that can provide 50 miles of driving range it allows you to park anywhere in the parking lot not just a designated charging spot and parky will come to you uh, on the medical oh that's actually cool imagine pulling up at some uh, junction 14 or something going up to Dublin and you can park anywhere and uh, the little charging robot will come over and charge you up uh, while you're parked up so you could have thousands of people potentially at a massive car park or hundreds of people maybe uh, might be more realistic uh, and so it wouldn't be that there's four spaces or five spaces for EVs and you pull up and suddenly you're on 10% and all the spaces and you have to wait for somebody to leave so you can charge up your car things like that so if there was um a kind of a, a bank of those robots that could go out to each car and kind of fuel them up uh, would give them battery power would be quite handy uh, even if uh, you know those signs for the the price of the petrol and diesel if they could mandate how many of those uh, chargers are available uh, that, that aren't being used at a time you know and that if somebody plugs out then it will appear up on the screen that there's another one available, like car park spaces and things like that. So that could be quite interesting. So that's some of the robots uh, available. There's also some medical uh, robotics, Spectrum God Designs, uh, Biot Korean Stem Cell Navigator Robot can administer drug treatments to affected areas of a body in a minimal invasive manner. Uh, in the fitness and sport award category, the iVolve Pro, a tennis training robot that allows you to train alone without another player using a combination of computer vision and ai the robot can move around the court and fire balls at you from different positions so that's cool uh, in the mobility car- uh, category newbie is the latest in a long line of delivery robots this one from south korea based nobility uh, relies on a multi-camera system called vslam instead of lidar sensors which optimizes it for navigating high density urban areas it has uh, adorable large screens uh, interested in seeing more robots keep checking back so the, the, this is on um, CNET has a lot of those different robots uh, best TVs of CES 2023 so that the OLED the huge one uh, Samsung Micro LED CX so this is a new uh, one as well technology has been touted as a very good the Micro LED uh, this may look like uh, any moderately big TV but it uses a specific display technology to help set it apart as its name suggests the Samsung Micro LED CX uses micro LEDs instead of LCD pixels and while this has the potential for better picture quality it also has proven to be hideously expensive 
Samsung says its 76 inch is not only the world's smallest and most affordable uh, micro LED screen but it also doesn't need professional installation it will probably still cost as much as a car but whether it's a closer to a Ford Focus or Lotus Elise is yet to be announced so um uh, yeah, that's uh, th- those micro LEDs. Uh, it's cool te- new technology, but they're tinier than normal LEDs, so there's a lot more of them involved and a lot more work involved in putting them together. Uh, LG G3 OLED, so we talked a bit about that earlier. Uh, Hisense ULEDX. Our engineers were tasked with making the best LED TV available, and they delivered with ULEDX, says David Gold, president of Hisense USA. It's a pretty big call. David, the 85-inch does offer over 5,000 dimming modes and very high brightness of 2,500 nits, which is a 500 brighter than the new LG G3 above. LG G3 was also a phone. I had one of them, so it's funny that they're reusing the name for a TV. Um, 2023 Quadrantus Meteor Shower Peaks in a Flurry of Fire. The shooting star show, the biggest one in the last few months, did not disappoint. So there was a meteor shower. I didn't even know about that. This is just another story that was linked to that as well. So the early months of every year have a relative dearth of meteor shower so the quadrantus uh, so the quadrantus during the first week often lure diehard shooting star spotters outside uh, they delivered a show with some sky watchers hoping for uh, hoped for on Tuesday night and Wednesday evening while December is packed with opportunities to catch abundant uh, germid and oocid meteors this is really for uh, <laughs> for the, the, the fans of uh, the astral planes um the quadrant meteor shower uh, is the sole major shower in the first quarter of this year and it peaked briefly on Tuesday night and Wednesday morning of this week um, so that's very interesting the uh, meteor society were, were watching it uh, so that's been uh, our tech for today and a few interesting stories. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, as always, you can call 069-66200 or you can text or WhatsApp 87 uh, And as always, you can email myself, patrick102fm at gmail.com if you have any show uh, any questions for next week's show and I'll, uh, I'll get back to you then. Thanks for listening. I've been Patrick Sheehan and uh, I'll talk to you again next week. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.